Hello, Terri-Ann. Hello, podcast land. Hello, everyone in podcast land. <laughs> <laughs> so we are basically stuck in the house, right? We're quarantined here. Well, yeah. You know, whether yeah. this, yeah. So uh, whether this podcast comes out on the, this day or not, it'll um, only be. What's actually? It'll only be a couple of weeks. We'll probably still all be inside then. We're, we're yeah, a, we, we did be. a couple of weeks we're ahead, be. so just to let you all know. <laughs> yeah, we're a couple of weeks ahead here, but uh, in case you're deciding to spring clean, right? Because there's so not much else to do in your house. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I think there's a lot for a lot of people to do, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, but people live with other people. Yeah. You've got to clean up. Even on a daily, on a daily basis, I'm always... I'm always cleaning, vacuum pretty much every day unless the day is so early. If I start at, you know, 8 a.m. or, you know, it's wonderful being uh, being at home because you can do that. You can clean up, but also being at home, you end up dirtying the house a lot more. So now there are three people at home, so the house gets dirtier. You know, um, I find that those things happen as well. So, yeah, there's still a lot to do. And, and today... It's kind of a quiet day. I only have a few sessions, so the day turned out to be quiet. Yeah. So, so I, I just woke up with this feeling of, I want to clean this place up, clean it all up. Yeah. And so uh, I was doing that at the weekend. I've been away quite a lot this year. So, you know, I've been in and out of the flat. And when you're in that state and you're constantly packing suitcases and unpacking suitcases, and like things weren't put away properly. And it was really irritating me. So last week I was working, working, working. And I'm like, this weekend, I'm going to start the tidy. <laughs> it's, but it's needed. It's like, it was just irritating me that it wasn't as clean as I'd like. And that's, that's such an important thing is that it irritates, yeah. right? So here, here I was with the day that was a little bit shorter and I started to feel uh, the energy. Because when you're busy um yeah for some reason you just don't feel what's going on unless it starts to get in your way as it did for you yeah. right but you can definitely it, whether you're that sensitive or not uh, you start to feel that something's awry you know whether it's dust whether it's congested energy and that's what we want to talk about today is yeah okay you might do some cleaning you open up the windows you you start to get on top of counters and start doing corners and ceilings and walls and tops, you know, the tops of your cabinets. Yeah, moving everything out the way, emptying the cupboards and cleaning it and putting it all back. Exactly. Whether you can get to all of that at the same time or not, or, you know, you do it in segments. One of the other things you can add to it is, is an energetic cleaning, like to be very conscious that you're cleaning out the old energy. Yeah. You, know, you could have had a little, a day of frustration, and then another member of the family has a day of frustration, all in the same area, mm. you know, or worry or an argument. And there are certain areas that we don't necessarily realize, um, just like in feng shui, that, um, that the area sort of holds the energy now, so one of the things yeah. i look at when i'm putting things back is 
Um, is the energy able to circulate? Does it circulate too quickly? Does it circulate too slowly? Mm. Did I notice it was energetically congested? Now you could go through all. The, I'm not. I'm not very good at. Uh, I don't know very much about feng shui, um, <clears throat> but I do know that I've described certain things that I've done with people who who do feng shui, who are um, you know who are well adept in it, and they would say, "Oh, you just do it very naturally." Mm. So I thought I'd kind of. Eloise and I, I'm sure Eloise does it naturally too, is share techniques that aren't going to cost you yeah. uh, or aren't going to cost you anything because you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you, you, know, you don't actually need to spend a lot of money and you don't need to fret, um, which is what a lot of people do when this starts to happen because if you get into feng shui and stuff, you there's so much to know and learn. Yeah, it can be quite and, overwhelming. I've done a few bits and pieces so i've got friends that are feng shui or feng shui experts and it is it's like like to know everything it just seems too much so it's almost like you don't get started because you don't you don't want to get it wrong well yeah well, come on we've Mad, studied for how many oh, yeah. years now body talk i've studied, studied for energy many years, yeah right through. yeah it's it's a it's it's a field mm. it's, it's a total field and you're, you know, you can hire someone to do it, which is absolutely fine. But for those of us who don't have that, that big chunk of money to go around and say, and get to hire someone, there are little things that we can do um, to take care of it. So do, do you have a few things that you suggest? Well, there was one thing popping to my head when you were talking earlier about, you know, how energy kind of stagnates in a place. Like if I have a really bad dream, and I get obviously get up out bed and get on my day. When I go back to bed, the moment my head gets in that space, it's like a reconnect with it. It's like because it like hangs around on my pillow. All day. It's like really bizarre. So like when I know I've had a bad dream and stuff, I always have to like plump the pillow or change the bed or change the pillowcase or do something to kind of start to uh, discharge that. Well, we could go into a whole different topic there, but I'm not yeah, going to no, do that okay. right yeah, now yeah. because that's fascinating that you do that. Uh, do you do it with good dreams as well? Like you go back into the same dream? No, not necessarily, but the energy of it's there. Right, because um, when it comes to dreaming and uh, different people talk about different yeah. things, but I used to practice that where your day life is contiguous, but so is your night life. So you, you, well, you'll pick it up at the end of the night. Yeah. So at the end of the night, when you lay down in bed, one of the exercises I used to do was rewind to where you were the night before. Everything you did. All right. When you get back to the morning. Mm. Did you, did you understand that? Yeah. So you, you rewind the whole day. Like you would be getting out of bed, going into the bathroom, brushing your teeth, and then you know, going into whatever you were doing before you went to sleep. You do every detail. The more detailed you could be, you could bring yourself and enter into the dream you were having in the morning. Yeah. yeah I used to practice that. So oh, that's okay. something really different. So um, I'm just pointing out, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just pointing out that um, there are different things we need to do and discern um, so if something doesn't work, let's say, in what we're doing, maybe there's another way of doing it. 
So that's a great question to ask us, right? So I'm pointing this out because Eloise is making a statement. I go, well, wait a minute. That could be a very good thing that's happening. That yeah. your dream is calling you back in so you can deal with whatever's going on in the yeah, dream, yeah. right? You can have lucid dreaming and deal with whatever that that nightmare is, right? Those nightmares are really important often, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. And what um, some people yeah. find that are nightmares aren't. Yeah. Well, who's to say? Is that we could do a whole? Should we do the next one on dreaming? Yeah, I don't know enough about dreaming, <laughs> but just little bits here and there, you know, to just bring it up in conversation. Yeah. And um, but you know, dreaming is important as yeah, well. Yeah, so, so let's go into claim. your. But yeah, back so, to the so cleaning. Do... Cleaning. Um, yeah, so like for me, like if I want to change the space up, I open the windows, clean the space, light a candle, sage. That's always good. Get your sage stick out because they're not that expensive. You know what I mean? The little sage ones. Yeah. I burn that and run it around the, the place. Um, but yeah, it's and getting it into the corners. And getting the energy moving in corners. That's exactly what I do. I, I go right into the corners. It depends on what school of thought or if you have any... Some people get upset by religion, but if you love the Lord's Prayer, I love it. Oh, yeah. And I find it very cleansing. So when I sage, um, I use from my tradition. I'm, I'm not religious, never have been religious, but, you know, the Lord's Prayer really does a resounding yeah, effect the on The Lord's me. Prayer has a certain energy to it. I remember studying it in biogeometry once. Yeah, okay. so it does have certain energy uh, kind of configuration to it. So actually, you, you know, regardless of the words, it's actually quite, quite powerful. Yes, and I, when I was with, uh, you know, went to see the Ascalos in uh, Cyprus, you know, I went there quite a few, couple of years and uh, not for a couple of years, but a couple of years in succession mm. there. Um <clears throat> And uh, yeah, he would say the Lord's Prayer, and it was really powerful mm. to hear it. It was a small stoa that he would work in, you know, let's say you'd have 15, 20 people, but it was constant, you know, they had thousands and thousands of people coming through his property every year. And I can tell you that he talked about a lot of things, but when he said the Lord's Prayer, it just vibrated yeah, right through the body. Amazing. And he also had sort of um, um, a a circle with a, I think it was, I forget if it was, a, it's a five-pointed star or a six-pointed star. Yeah. And a cross in the middle, right? So just holding that that impact of the, of all of the energies. I forget if it's six-pointed. I should know this, but I've forgotten all mm -hmm. these things. I've forgotten more than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> if it's important for you, it sticks. <laughs> yeah, or just... Yeah, it just loses its importance, but it does remind me of, you know, whatever symbols, uh, like the Merkaba, you know, you can yeah. often go to a store and they have little crystal, they have them often in Brazil, these little crystal uh, Merkabas. I have some made out of organite, these little Merkabas. I have little organite um, uh, chakras. Uh, 
pieces, right? So uh -huh. they, they each have their own stone. And, you know, I use them in different places around around the house. Uh, how you you agglomerate things, the way they sit together like a group of candles or a group of glass, or um, the way you're, uh, where you, the, if you have a bunch of stones, I have stones from the beach, and I put them with the, the organite, you know, and they, they sit in an area, and then I notice, oh, they feel really... Um, they feel heavy, they feel laden. So I take them out and I wash them all and then and then I see how they want to be replaced. Mm. Do they want to be put back? You notice, I mean, we call that just like, oh, I need a change, but it really is a huge energetic change. And then some people, some things will never leave their place. Like you'll dust them, pick them up and they just want to be put back. And then there's also your altar. Yeah. You know, the, the altar. You could have any kind of altar. I, I think that, um, you know, some people have an altar that they say, this is my altar. But you can walk into someone's bedroom uh, over and over again, and you're certain they have an altar. Whether it's it's their jewelry, um, you know, with a little bit of perfume and a lipstick, mm. and a, you know, or an area where someone puts their, like a man could put his wallet and his, and his stuff. It's his little altar. Yeah. You know, and that's good to to make sure that you're you're moving all of that out, cleaning it out, and also realizing in a way it's your altar. You know, whatever it brings to you, it could bring you a feel like jewelry can fill you fill you with a sense of uh, it's fun, it's pretty, it's mm. um, you know, and when there are real stones and real silver and real gold, um, you know, it's fun when it's fake too. Yeah. Right? It doesn't have to be real. <laughs> You know, it's, it's fun when the jewelry is fake. But when it's real, um, there's also an energy that needs to be moved about yeah. because it's going to to hold that day's energy, yeah. right? And for a man, you know, it's the comfort of knowing where his things are the next day. So when he takes off his pants, he puts all this stuff from his pants on a, Charles, uh, in an area. Okay. And then <laughs> in the morning, you know, takes it on again, right? That's his... I didn't hear. I was you. just saying trousers for the UK. In my head, you're taking your pants off. I'm like, why is his wallet in his pants? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, it's still fun. <laughs> right, still funny. Um, right. So yeah, no, it's it is key. But also, while you were talking about that, I was thinking like even clothes. Sometimes, like just going like, like uh, was it last summer? I went through my wardrobe again. Like I took everything out and went through it all and there's so many things that I just don't feel like wearing anymore because like I don't vibrate with them anymore they don't bring me any joy and it's such a nice yeah, that's thing all, uh, to that's... sure and um it's really important just to pick them up and go does this does this make me yeah. happy or not and... like even you know some people say well you know when I lose weight but is there unhappiness looking at it now? yeah right yeah are you unhappy it's really quite quite interesting and I'm one of those people like this is one of the things I wanted to bring up is I often look at things that I have and I say they're brand new mm. um, and and other people say it's really it's really old and then I say well how old is it I haven't seen it on you and yet I know somebody really well like well I got it three months ago and to them it's like oh I've had it a really long time and my perception is oh my god this is brand new and when I sit and think about it, I go, oh, that sweater I got in 1978. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I do. I, I have a sweater. Yeah. I have a sweater my grandma gave me. It's it's from the UK. Right. It's a cashmere UK nice. sweater. Um, you know, and I still wear it. And it's uh, it's still good, great. It's got no holes. Um, it's it's fantastic. Whereas I have stuff that's, you know, 10 years old or five years old or four years old. And they already have uh, holes in them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this sweater from 1978 is still beautiful. Mm. I mean, I always protected it and took care yeah. of it. So, so um, yeah, still, still there in my drawer. <laughs> it's fantastic, right? <laughs> but people will say, "Oh, you know, this is really old." So, you know, you gotta watch out which kind of person you yeah. are, right? You okay. don't want to, you don't want to think things that are new are relatively new or old, and uh, you know, just moderating that, and also don't. Don't quite be like me. Like the reason we started this call is I said, Delavise, I got these little potpourri things that are in there, plastic. And I was like, oh, you know, should I open it? Shouldn't I open it? You know, to put in my drawers. Should I do this? They're brand new. And then I went, no, they're not. They're like 30 <laughs> years. Old. So I opened it with Eloise. I just sat there and I opened it. And now I'm suffering from the smell. It's <laughs> 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 got it. It's living its potential, as I say. Finally, it's after right. all these years of being in the cup, <laughs> in the drawer, going, "When's she going to use me? I'm saving all my smell for then." <laughs> it's like, ta da! <laughs> totally saved up. You, you think, oh, you know, it's sitting there and it would lose its oh, odor, but it did. Funny. Um, yeah it's kind of cute but like i went through about two years ago i went through all of my furniture because i'd had a dining room table for 25 years and a sofa for 20 years and uh and it just got to that point where i'm like the sofa was broken and you know there were practical reasons why things needed changing up but you know they didn't really work in the space so i just kept taking my furniture from place to place and i'm like i really need to change this up and like change the energy and you get things that work for me now so I went through this whole kind of not everything got changed but some of the stuff got changed a couple of years ago and it feels so different it was so nice and I felt guilty about throw you know donating my table and chairs to charity you know after 25 years of use and I'm like it'd still be great for someone else and and I'm like and then I watch a YouTube video someone's like oh, I've had this for six months it's time for a change I'm like I have my table for 25 years. Yeah, it's very interesting. Well, look, to say you've had your table for 25 years, you know, in in the time of my grandparents, they would would buy a table. So we have tables. uh, We have one table that we got, let's say, in the 70s. So now it's 50 years old. It's not an antique yet, but it will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And... And my grandmother's table is is likely a hundred years old by now. Yeah, uh, it's got to be a hundred years old. It's two thousand twenty, right? It's twenty twenty. <laughs> sure, nineteen. Let's say they bought it nineteen twenty. Yeah. Um, it's it's a hundred years old. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. The wood is amazing, mm. right? And we just we've just gotten into a society where where things are disposable and we consume, yeah. which is good for the economy. Uh, but you know, there's certain things you need to have, and you don't need to keep keep replacing. Yeah. Right? There are certain beautiful, beautiful things um, that need to be cared for, and uh, 
like sofas now are not the way they used mm. to be. Like uh, my father just got rid of my childhood sofa. Oh, this thing <laughs> was built so well. You know, it was those days where you had gold furniture, yeah. gold and white. So it, was, it, it originally had gold and white upholstery. And then my mother changed it to, you know, in the in the seventies, it was um, uh, corduroy. You know, the nice oh, yes. fluffy. You'd I fill the pillows with feathers. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful <laughs> brown sort of. Wasn't corduroy? It was oh. that velvet, oh, yeah, velvet, velvet coat. Yeah. That, you know that verged on corduroy. That's it, you know the way it used to be it was just beautiful. I mean the products were amazing. Uh, you just you. You'd have to pay an arm and a leg. And my father just got rid of that sofa because none of us, it can't fit in anyone's house <laughs> because they, they, it was really long and then it had the corner, but it was only one piece in those days. They didn't separate it. That's just it. a really yeah, long yeah, sofa yeah. and it made a corner. So it was really, you know, incredible and great, but none of us could take it because it doesn't fit anywhere. Yeah. And so... Uh, that that went off to to hopefully someone's house because that thing it's it's at least uh, well I had it when I was a baby so it's likely before I was born so when they finished the house that has to be at least that's sixty years old wow. yeah. no it's probably older than me right they no it's older than me because they decorated the house before I was born they were married in fifty nine so it's exactly sixty years old yeah. so. Um, it's, it's fascinating how many great things we had, uh, but they're not as convenient for our homes mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that, that gets lost. Like now I have some, like we had, um, uh, an office, a showroom to show off, uh, different coats and, yeah. um, I have this right now yeah. where I'm sitting is a, is a marble table. That's, that's what, uh. My dad went and chose when he was, um, yeah, it had to be gray to show there everything off. So it's got like an off gray uh, marble table, freaking heavy, right? There's no way I can move this thing. But given if I want to move it to go and polish the floors, it's just impossible. You need two people. <laughs> yeah. And I, I used to be able to do it with two people. Now I can't even. Uh, and I used to be able to move it by sitting on the floor, use it, putting my back oh. against something and then pushing it with my legs. Mm -hmm. I tried it the other day and I, I just, I'm just not the same person anymore. <laughs> I just, I just can't do yeah. these things. Well, obviously I have this spinal issue, but I also took, when my dad moved out of his house, I also took a marble coffee table. Man, it's really practical because narrow, it's long. You can spill things on it. You know, it's so practical. Yeah. Because right? not wood, like the other one I had was wood and glass. I broke the glass. And any time anything would drip on that table, it would leak right away and go underneath and start staining the wood. Yeah. So I'd be like, oh my God, you know, this is so impractical. Yeah. And this thing, yeah, it, it looks like the stains on top of it don't look so good. There are stains from, you know, being 60 years old. <laughs> it would need some kind of sanding but really, really practical. Mm. So yeah, it's good to think about, you know, you can have some pieces in your life that will last, you know, forever. Yeah. And you can get the, and you could probably get these pieces in people's garbage because people would throw them yeah, out. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, people don't like, they don't want to have the same furniture forever now. I mean, and sometimes you do change. I mean, if yeah. you've got a big house, there's always somewhere where you can keep things that you want to tre treasure, but. 
Like if you're living in a small well, house. Well, looking at yeah. there's an aging. Oh, I'm thinking about an aging population. Yeah. And as the population ages, um, they want to downsize. Yeah. yeah. So you've got you've got like if you have like if somebody says to me, oh, you know, let me give you all this furniture. It's like, well, but I already have furniture. I already acquired my furniture and, and believe me most of my furniture I acquired second day yeah. <laughs> from my from my family and extended family it's hilarious like I really I'm looking around now and I can see I bought uh the sofa I bought two little tables and two chairs and a filing cabinet yeah the rest, the rest is, is all from, the rest is all from from family <laughs> everything like an uncle yeah uh, you know everything so cool. is from family so, I, you know, it's like, well, I don't really need to, I never really needed to go and buy furniture. I just thought it was not essential if people were throwing things out that were really good yeah. or trying to get rid of things. One of, you know, one were... of my friends here in uh, Brighton, she got divorced. And so the husband moved out and took, like, she stayed in the flat. He took all the furniture. So she just went out and went around everyone's, because everyone just leaves furniture by the bins here. Yes, and she just yeah. she basically went around for like one or two evenings, and she managed to fit out her whole flat. <laughs> That's amazing. So it was just like one of those perfect evenings when everyone left the best stuff out. And it was, it's great. <laughs> yeah, you ne you never know. It's even t even just it, it, when you're when you're looking around, mm. and uh, you have a neighborhood. It's also nice to know your neighbors a little bit. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It, it, you, you can you can relate to them you can see you know you have a little conversation and say i need this and then they'll say well i need that it's like well i have it yeah, yeah, I, I don't want it anymore you know it's just really communicating with people yeah like, you know i can't believe how many things that even you know i've put i put on facebook and nobody was was interested or um and they ended up just going on the street right yeah because I don't really care if I put it on the street. Like I had a perfectly good, um, uh, what do you call that? This The uh, elliptical? Yes. I mean, per perfect. It's just our house is a bit small to accommodate yeah. it. So we were waiting till we could, you know, make a proper space. But it was just in the way and, you know, heavy. It moves on, on wheels. But once you start uh, breaking down floors and stuff, it's really not easy to get up and down wood and you know makeshift stairs and mm -hmm. so i said to my husband all right just nobody wants it on facebook nobody wants to come and get it here yeah perfectly good right you know perfectly <laughs> it just bothers me because you know you advertise it and you know it was a thousand it was fourteen hundred dollars i think it cost me yes. how much it cost me now it's cheaper they're cheaper but i was like oh, come and get it for 50 bucks <laughs> And the only reason I was saying 50 bucks is I had lost the proper plug to plug it uh, in. So I have this, I have this, uh, um, what's it called? An adapter yeah. that cost me a lot of money. So I was going to give them the adapter, which meant they could use it for a ton of things, not just for yeah. that. And uh, that was the only Pay reason for I was the adapter, 50 bucks. Get, get the elliptical. It was free. for the adapter. <laughs> yeah, that was the only thing I was uh, kind of charging it all for, right? <laughs> so... And nobody came to get it. So I put it outside without the adapter, yeah. of course. Just put it outside. Less than 15 minutes. Wow. It was gone. Yeah. Gone. Gone. So cool. Like, it's gone. 
who knows it could have gone to the metal guys or whatever yeah the only thing i can't figure out how to do properly is uh like in the winter so i need to do it in the summer is just kind of hang clothing outside so people come and take yeah, it yeah yeah i'd make a string from my fence to a tree <laughs> it would block the road so people would be pissed but <laughs> thinking, what can i do because if you just throw it in the garbage it's not oh, so no, great we, and, well we've got lots then, of charity shops that take clothes so yeah and then they resell it and yeah. uh you know i'm not too keen on this reselling you know it's like no just just have it just they do, there's, you know, uh, there was a trend here a while back to have clothes swapping parties but you've got to do it with people at the same size as you. <laughs> same size. <yeah. laughs> so how's that going to work? You know? <laughs> well, it depends, depending on whether you've lost or gained yeah. weight. You could go through, like I could go through a variety of sizes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, what size am I today? Yes, exactly. I think I have things that I had a skirt that I gave away was like a size two. <laughs> wow. You know. You know, now it's 22. No, it's not. But... <laughs> uh, it's <too> funny. <laughs> but it is quite funny. So, yeah, so good thing. Pull out your closet, which I'm not going to do today. I'm giving this advice, but I will do when we have a second closet. Because women do need a second closet. Yeah. I'm sorry. Little closet for us are not good. Between my hats and my, you know, handbags. Oh yeah, handbags take up so much room. I did have an idea at one point that I put a load of hooks on the wall so I could just hang all my handbags on the wall. <laughs> yeah, but, I was, oh, I, yeah, I have them in, in sort of baskets, so mm. it's quite organized. But my clothing just doesn't have enough room, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You know, between it, all the variety of sweaters, so there's a slew of things that take up. A good third of the closet, almost a half, that are sweaters. Yeah. They're all different types of sweaters that you don't put in drawers, that you keep hung up, jackets, that I wear. I wear all mm. of them. So there's that. Then you've got the next, let's say that's a third. Then you've got another third that is skirts, dresses yeah. um, for for summer. Yeah. And uh, you know, and then you've got this other third that is winter. It's it's really not a lot, especially yeah. for you and I. Yeah. We know what it's like to to travel to different countries. Yeah. So if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go around Canada, I gotta have very different clothing. <laughs> yeah, um, like I have a I am gonna have... <laughs> You have a Canada yeah. coat. Yeah, sure. Well, Canada minus fourteen wear, when I went, uh, I was like, oh, this is a bit chilly for me. <laughs> Sure, and I like to I like to wear skirts or these long kind of warmish yeah. skirts that, and also I was wearing those skirts to go to work. Like now I don't go to work. I I do everything online, but I used to go to work and I'd want you know nice warm leggings and these mm -hmm. long skirts, and um, and I, you know there are like five of them and they're lovely. Mm -hmm. And yes, I wear them sporadically, but I don't see how they're going to get thrown away. I love them. They're comfy. They're cozy. They're great yeah. to, to go around. And then you've got, you know, shorter. I've got like, um, I've actually got one skirt that I wear most of the winter. It's this one particular skirt 
that I'll get up. It's right here next to me because now I'm in my sarong <laughs> that I do to use my cleaning. I'm just doing cleaning clothes. And um, that skirt uh, just carries me through. It's warm enough. I could wear, if I'm cooler in the house when it's like minus 20 and 25, we put the heat on quite high, but I don't always like it you know, super hot. So sometimes you get chilly or sometimes you have to go outside. So you put on some warm stuff. So you, you know, kind of look around and look at, especially Canada, like you guys, I don't know, do you consider yourself like intensely four seasons? We have intense four seasons, right? Well, yeah, we're not quite like winter. We might get really chilly for a month, but generally it's not too bad, but we never get really hot. Well, it can happen occasionally in the UK, but it really does depend. It's just random. At the moment, while we're all locked indoors, it's beautiful and sunny. It's like really annoying. <laughs> it's been for weeks. We've hardly had any rain. It's like, how does this happen? Um, but you don't know what I was thinking. Like most of my wardrobe, I tend to be a dresses and leggings girl. So in the summer, I have like cut off leggings. In the winter, I have long leggings. And then I'll wear like long sleeve t-shirts under my dresses in the winter. Oh yeah, there you in go. In a way, right. I kind of yeah, have, kind of the, I kind of have the same yeah. wardrobe. I just add layers, depending <laughs> on what the weather. Which is, is really that's that's nice and economical, yeah. right? But then I have my good. dancing dresses because you know, and I have I do have still work dresses, dresses that I like teaching in. Because when I teach, I can that's get true, very you feel, hot, and I, you know, and so I have to. Yeah, I find. Yeah, I find the teaching, teaching clothing is a, a little bit different. Mm, yeah. It's, it's a little bit different than when I'm in practice. Yeah. Or, you know, practice, I sort of have a uniform, like you're saying, you know, I'll wear my, I, I just wear the same tops since I've been menopausal. I buy a ton of them. They're just these, these singlets. Yep. They're just really cute. And they, and they have, you know, a ton of different colors. So I use those and then I layer, Yeah, you know, so in the uh, summer I can wear it just plain. And then I've got a whole, like, I just fixed that drawer today. I've got a whole drawer of them and I was looking to see which ones can I throw away. And uh, yeah, kept them all. <laughs> kept <laughs> they're them all. all good. Love them. Yeah, I well, just, cool. just love them. Absolutely yeah. love these tops. Um, you know, I've got other fancier ones, you know, but these just are so convenient. You wear different colors and then you have like a, and then I wear outer tops that are all quite different, you know, mm -hmm. but you've got these, these t-shirts and I just love them. Well, they're not t-shirts, they're spaghetti strap singlets and they're, they're just wonderful. You know, once they start fading, I, I don't wear them to teach. I just wear them kind of as bed, yeah. bed gear. And, you know, when they get a hole or anything, it's just like, bye-bye, because they're really cheap. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, we're talking about things we love, we feel comfortable with, that kind of thing. But I'm, I'm more concerned about, you know, how much do we keep of things we're no longer using? So my life changed a lot. I'm not teaching as much or as often. I'm not flying all over the place. No, no one is at the moment. This, and now with this quarantine it's like even worse like all the classes that i had yeah. are now like pending like are we even going to do this yeah i've and, had to cancel um, lots of mine that's right so everything's going to get uh, you know canceled or rescheduled mm. right Reschedule so, uh, yeah so it's kind of interesting um that our lives change drastically um
you know, when will it restart? And, you know, um, all of this, depending on what you do. Like in my case, it was, okay, I'm slowing down. I'm not going to travel as much. I really like that idea. Okay, so now, uh, now going into the closet and going, what do I get rid of? So you got to really um, get used to little mini deaths we go oh. through as we go along. Uh -huh. Uh, just kind of going, okay, so that part of my life has died. So, you know, what am I going to do with this now? How does this feel with me? So again, you're going back to the, I'd say the simplest thing, but I know our minds are very complex. We go crazy in our head. We see something and we go, yeah, but blah, blah, blah. It's got this attached to it. Um, it's really sitting down and going, do I love it? Don't I, you know, is it just all the stuff in my head that makes me keep this object? Right? Is it all the stuff in my head? Mm. And if it's stuff in your head, well, then just dump it, right? So um, that's going to be, uh, I love that because that's a big project I will be doing. I've already, I already did it uh, last year. Mm. Um, you know, I one shot and I threw away, boy, oh boy. I mean, bags and bags, like bags. I'd say it was thousands of dollars of stuff. But the closet's still stuffed. You know, it's still too full. It's like, it was, it felt really good, but you know, something got added, yeah. something got moved. It's like, well, yeah, now what do we move, right? What do we move now? So it's, if you've got the space, it's really great that you could move your winter clothes to a, you know, space and then have your basically spring, summer, and then you could move the spring, summer and put the fall, depending on your space. Obviously it depends on you. But people like me who have a small space, right? Mm. Uh, it's really figuring out, I just keep moving things, you know, like, oh, here's all the, the winter stuff that I've been rotating. Now I've got to move that to the side. Um, and, I, you know, when I, was, when I was younger, I just hated all of this. So I always had, um, like you, clothing that I could use all year round. So let's say skirts, yeah. tops, layers. And you didn't have a lot of stuff. Um, it was actually teaching that, you know, made me start. <laughs> when I was started teaching in Hong Kong, uh, they made fun of my clothes. So that's when I started accumulating clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, that, it's, talk about how strange, right? To have, have people making fun of how you, you dress, you know, <laughs> making fun of your clothing. I was like, really? You're making fun of my clothing? Like, why should I be rich too? I... I spent uh, over you know half a million dollars on my education in yeah. the last 30 years and that's what I put my money in I didn't put it in my clothes but <laughs> you know then I was like okay I'll start buying shit so you know you're not wearing the the same skirt over and over again <laughs> I still do that though. like I wear the same two skirts over and over again uh, okay. you know there's a ton of stuff I could wear every day in the closet but I don't yeah you know, so it's a good idea to think about it, think about, because that energy, I can feel it like, um, you know, I'm not using it. It's too crowded. I'm kind of waiting for my, which is happening right now, but with this quarantine, my husband is building our, our basement, which means I'm going to have two closets, which can be fantastic. Oh. I'll be able to see what that's going on. I'll have summer and winter. Be great, you know, perfect. Brilliant. Um, but, uh, you know, when you don't have that space, it's a good idea to make sure, you know, you're doing something that gets it out of your way. Keep cleaning it out. Make sure 
you keep looking through the energy and you're discarding. Yeah. Uh, I find that makes me feel really good. Yeah. You know, I do it all the time. I'm always discarding things. And you're, you, you accumulate things as well. Right? Yeah. One of my... like when I find a good sale, yeah. you know, I buy, I buy a bunch of things <laughs> that I know are going to be handy, you know, especially if they're 20 bucks. Right. Yeah. One of my longest friends, longest friends, oldest friends, um, she only has so many pieces in her wardrobe. She's oh, always idea, right? been one of those people. So, and she buys most of her clothes, if not all of it, from charity shops. So, and she dresses so well. I mean, she's like a teeny lady, so she manages to find this amazing outfits. Um, and she, so she just has so many things. So, if she buys something new, something has to go. It's kind of fun in a way. It's great. It's great when you have that. You know, I look at people who have the constant body. Yeah. Yes, that exactly. doesn't really gain, gain too much. She still or lose, looks the same body weight. she had like when I've known her like yeah. 20 odd years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah whereas, no. whereas people like you and I <laughs> who have this varying weight, right? Yeah. Uh, it's just like so intensely different. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't believe how much I, I can vary. And now, you know, in my case, I'm shedding weight, but it's so, with menopause, it's so slow. You know, it's little bit by little bit. So, um, you know, a lot of a lot of my friends who are like, Terri-Ann, you know, you're, you're way too overweight. I go, I know, but I don't, I don't know what's going on. And I think in a year, I lost only six pounds. That was just ridiculous. Mm. And I thought, oh no, it was, was it six pounds or six kilos? Six kilos. No, maybe six pounds. I can't remember. It was very little. A year of intense, you know, just not liking the diet, the whole thing dieting. You know? mm. uh, and then, then there's the second year. Again, wasn't a lot. This is the third year. We're already in March. And I, you know, I've added a little bit. I'm not doing it as intensely. And, you know, you can feel your body gets a little bit fuller, like I'm eating some, uh, like a treat for dessert at night, which is a handful of nuts, but you can tell, you can feel the difference. You definitely can mm. uh, feel the difference. So uh, just sometimes you just go a little crazy just eating the, we're, we're on meat, right? So I've added a little bit of uh, vegetables with carbs, like peppers and stuff and yeah, yeah, I can feel the difference. I definitely can feel the difference. With just that little bit, you know, it's not a lot, just a little bit. And you can definitely feel the difference. Mm. So um, it's it's harder. And of course, that makes it a little bit more difficult to say, well, now, now I've lost some weight. But, you know, when there's a little bit of discomfort, it's easier to put a larger skirt on or something that I'd rather be comfortable and then, you know, you're waiting for the body to go down, which I have everything for the body to go down. It's new because I was way smaller and skyrocketed at that moment of menopause, like a two-year period. Mm. Menopause, just everything went crazy wow. in the body, you know, and I've been working really hard to getting it off. So it's like, okay, that's, here's your mind going, what do I do? It's like, do I give all this, this stuff away? It's like, nah, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to, I love looking at it. I love, uh, so, so it's interesting. It's, yeah. it's kind of, um, I know people are going through these things. If you can just throw everything away, you're doing great, right? Just keep a few things. But, uh, 
if you're if you're on your way down and you've got some some clothes that you're fitting in and whatever that you might want to keep some of it right mm -hmm. um so um, again we're talking uh from a place of i'm more of a hoarder yeah. i have that tendency and when i decide to throw away something like my mom will say you don't hoard anything you throw it away and i'm like that's not true mm -hmm. i'm a bit like you i i I do save things because I did, you know, my grandmother was from the Great Depression, yeah. right? And, and they were taught to save every elastic, you know, she would save everything. So you never had to go out and buy it. Yeah. Right? It would always be there. Okay, this day and age, everything's out there. But um, is it absolutely necessary to throw everything out? So, you know, you really find your own particular balance. Mm. You know, so for me, a big cleaning goes on. I see something I don't want. I love, sometimes I, you know, save things and I go, what are you saving it for? As I mentioned earlier, just toss it out. Time for it to go. Um, so, you know, really consider what you need to let go of this spring. Uh, clean out your energy, move things oh. around. Um, so as always mentioned, we could sage. Um, there are three kings, it's called. That's a great one. That's a wonderful one. Use the Lord's Prayer or any prayer that you like. The other thing, or, or if you have a bell at home. Yes. Or, know, that's a good thing. or yeah, you cool. clap. Yes, clapping. And if you clap, you can hear the energy shifting as you clean it. So clap in an area that is dirty, like you haven't cleaned out, and then, and then do some clapping after, and then go back in, and you'll notice it is clearer. Mm you will notice it's a lot clearer. Of course, there's, you know, if you move things out of the way, uh, the sound is gonna echo a lot more. Uh, try it out with just energy and see that you notice it's a little bit more crystal clear. Mm -hmm. um, the energy, it's not so dense. I mean, even just dust, getting dust particles out, you're gonna hear the sound uh, clear out. Um, if you notice there's a part of the house that has negative energy, what could you do there? So, of course, if you have Reiki, you know what to do. You use your Reiki symbols to take that out. You have body talk, you know what to do. There are many techniques, yeah. but what could people do that don't have those techniques? So, again, I would use I would use the Lord's Prayer. I would use sage. Um, I would use clapping, mm -hmm. right? I would use, um, you could use, you could buy symbols. You know, if you... If you come from religion of a cross or you come from a religion of uh you know jewish star whatever religion you have you can draw manually your symbol that your genetic lineage comes from even if, if you have two like if you're catholic and jewish that's great you can do the two if you're muslim you know you can use your symbols to clear that out mm. uh, you can do all these things by yourself they're cheap you know just make sure you're moving the energy, you're clearing things out. Yeah, so important. Really important. And also there's, um, if you have Organite, you could put that on all your electronics so that, so that it's, a, it's transmuting negative energy into positive energy. So I put Organite all over the house. You can, I, I got some Organite on Etsy or you can go on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And look up how to make organite. You have to use um, uh, an organic substance. It's the metal has to be put in organic substance. So it's pretty simple. You you can go to someone who uh, who's makes keys and ask them if you can take their metal shavings. Oh, okay. You know, go around, collect those metal shavings, 
And then you get epoxy and you get some molds. You mix the metal with the epoxy. It stinks. So it's, mm. it's, you should do it outside. It's kind of a spring summer activity. And you mix it up and it will harden. And you in like ice cube trays, I bought different shape ice cube trays or I used, uh, I took plastic containers, yeah. you know, that, that were left over and fill, just put, you know, let's say a quarter of an inch or uh, half an inch. And I made these discs. I've got these discs that I, I put all over the house and uh, you can make smaller ones. They're called um, energy busters. You can put them in, you know, near all the cell towers, uh, electric towers on your street. You can bury them at the bottom. And I buried them all around my property. I find that's wonderful. I I use a lot of biogeometry. So that's also worth investigating. Some of the stuff you can, like, if you've taken a course, you can do for, like, cheap, like, there's nothing. Um, But some of it you do need, you can pay for tools and stuff online, so... That's so, like, what would you do in biogeometry? Well, without teaching the whole of biogeometry, sometimes it's hard to explain. But there's certain use of colours you can do in rooms, there's certain shapes and things that you can do that do a similar thing to what you were just talking about. But you're just balancing and harmonising spaces, so it's uh, really cool. Yeah, as I was mentioning earlier, the, when you look at a grouping of, like, I have a grouping of candles, three are in glass. Yeah, and... You know, it took me, you know, I didn't just stick them there. Uh, I moved them around until it yeah. feels right. Until it feels right. You know? It depends how sensitive you are. Because even like a plant or flowers, just turning it until you find that perfect position, you'll notice the energy yeah. change. It's, you will. Yeah, it might not be you the will. most beautiful way around to have your flowers. But... <laughs> well, I have uh, my dad made this beautiful bouquet of yellow uh, roses they're oh. you know fabric and uh he didn't he couldn't uh, take it with him and he's like do you want this i need it i put it together and i was like totally and originally i wanted it on the coffee table but because that's our sitting room you know kind of blocked the energy so it didn't that's feel cool. right it looks really pretty when you come in and you look at the room and want to take a photograph but when you sit down it's impractical so I moved it into the corner next to the sofa. So you would see the top of the flowers, which, you know, made me really happy. Yeah. But then then one day I picked it up and put it next to my computer, right next. It's right with me right yeah. now. I can't tell you the energy shift it's done for me, just being in that space. And I have, I have a little Yoda. Yeah. I have a troll. I have a little, you know, those Asian cats. I have a Hercules. Uh, I have an Aphrodite. Yes. <laughs> and I have I have a couple of Groots. And I have two uh, stuffed rabbits here for my bird to sit on. He's sitting, bird is sitting on one of the rabbits right now. And I tell you, this energy is wonderful, you know. And I clean it every few days, right? Because bird leaves his little bird droppings. And he eats over here. We've got, I've got right behind my. I have two computer screens, so I'm behind my laptop screen. I've got a poop catcher mm. and his food, you know, but it re- requires daily um, daily cleaning. So when something requires daily cleaning, it's really great because you, you begin to figure out different ways to make it so convenient, mm-hmm. right? So it's so convenient to be able to clean. So, yeah, that really, really, really helps the energy, really helps the energy. 
So I think those are some really good ideas and some of our personal ways of dealing with things. And, you know, I know that the best way to clean out your closet and stuff is to look at something and say, do you love it? It is the best way. Um, but I will add that um, sometimes we have to have a few ugly things for those days. <laughs> you know, like I have a few things that I go, yeah, I love them. And they make me feel good, but I don't necessarily wear them all the time because one of them is so woolen and heavy, it's got to be for 40 below. Mm. You know, yeah. but look, do I get rid Like I have uh, three pairs of socks that are for 40 below. They're wonderful. They're wonderful. But you don't go out in 40 below at my age every day. You just no. don't. But, but, <laughs> but I'm, but I'm going to keep them. You know, so, I, so my sock drawer was getting a little hectic. So I went through um, and I started learning how to darn socks because they're ones I really like. And I just took all the ones I hated and I just tossed them out. So now I've got this perfect drawer with, you know, it's three 40 below socks. Then I've got these long, really nice socks for when you go out. Because I don't, with the heat in my body, because I'm menopausal, I don't necessarily wear um, much on my legs. Like I went out with a with a friend and she looked at me and she says you're not wearing socks in your boots i'm like no nothing like just a skirt a, a, a rain jacket it was winter <laughs> a rain jacket and mm. and uh no socks and you know i was i was boiling hot i was boiling hot so <laughs> you know <laughs> it's kind of interesting that you know figuring out how you you want to go out and do things and so it's a good idea to to just kind of have a few things you need for each season. And also, you know, depending, like if you're in Hong Kong or, or Asia, you're going to have a lot of different wear for um, warm weather. Mm. You know, because sometimes, I mean, I remember I went to Hong Kong and they were kind of, I know to Singapore, and they were kind of complaining that it was cool. So they were wearing little sweaters. I was laughing my head off, right? Because coming from Canada, I was like, well, my God, it's boiling hot. But for them, it wasn't. So, you know, you're, you're, you're looking at um, differences in your own personal seasons as well. So I always look at people and go, well, be cautious. You don't throw everything out, right? Mm. You know, this is because uh, we tend to be throwaway. And I, I'm looking at that and it's like, well, you don't want to throw away everything. Uh, so it's a good balance, fine balance, as they say. Mm. Well, I hope you all had fun listening to our weirdo conversation today. <laughs> Not that weird. <laughs> On a level of weird. Well, for though, us, we it won't be for you. It won't be for you. But for us today, Eloise and I, we are recording this on April Fool's Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so we're having a little but, bit of fun today. Yeah, April Fool's has finished here hours ago, so it's only you. <laughs> All right, we, we, we have another uh, 43 minutes. <laughs> Too funny. <laughs> well, my love, thank you for this fun. Yeah, and, thanks, uh, everyone. Thank you. Have a good one. And uh, we'll catch you all next week. Catch you on the flip side, babe. Yeah, <laughs> later. <laughs> Ciao, everybody. Happy, happy spring. Yeah. And happy quarantine. Good time. Yeah.